Welcome to the Firearms Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and in this episode, we'll be talking about women concealed carry. We're bringing this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Head on over to their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by Barrel Block. Listen, if you are tuning into this podcast, I assume you've heard of Barrel Block. It's the industry standard for safe, dry fire practice and classroom demos with a real firearm. Barrel Block prevents negligent discharges and eliminates training scars. I love using Barrel Block with students because it's safe and puts everyone at ease. When installed, and remember, no tools or disassembly required to use it, everyone in the room or on the firing line can see that the firearm is safe and inert. Plus, given the price, I can't imagine a firearm instructor who wouldn't have one in their classroom gear and one at home for personal dry fire use. Pick yours up today and enjoy a special offer for listeners of this podcast at blocksafety.com and use code INSTRUCTOR20 for a 20% off discount. That's B-L-O-K safety.com. Today we'll be talking with Emily Valentine from Style Me Tactical and Not Your Average Gun Girl podcast. Welcome, Emily. How are things going for you today? I'm doing well. Thank you, Rob. How are you? Thanks for having me. Um, we're, doing, we're doing great. And uh, it's always great to have, uh, you know, fresh faces and they don't have, to, our listeners don't have to listen to me all the time. And uh, we get, get a different <laughs> perspective because uh, as we were talking before we start the recording, you know, women is a very quick, quickly growing segment of the shooting population. Yes, it is. And we've had guests on talking about all, all different ways of instructing women. And we know that there's differences there. Mm -hmm. I think today we're going to take it a little different angle and want to talk about how women carry, you know, as compared to men. I can, I can be your expert, tell you how men carry, but I think you'll be more uh, attuned to what women have to go through when they talk to, uh, when they think about carrying. But before we jump into that, can you give our listeners a little bit of your background sure. and you know, what you do with Style Me Tactical? Yeah, sure, of course. So I run a lifestyle blog called Style Me Tactical. I started it about four years ago when I was curious about my just involvement with firearms. Really, how it started was my husband came home one day and said I wanted to get a gun for home defense, and it wasn't anything that we had ever really talked about before. We weren't anti-gun we weren't pro-gun it just wasn't anything and so I said okay sure that's fine I don't have any issues with that and then as like the days went on I started thinking well if we're gonna have a gun in the home I'm probably gonna need to know how to use it if if the whole point of this tool is to defend myself or you I gotta know what I'm doing with this thing so I went out and started doing some research wasn't really finding anything that just that I felt like that I could relate to. We went to the range and I shot a gun for the first time and I hated every minute of it. It was the worst uh, thing for me. I don't, it was, you know, a combination of the recoil being in an indoor range and it being loud, just, you know, all the different elements that I think people don't um, expect 
when they go into a range, like just everything compounded, just kind of like took me back. And I was just like, Oh, this is, this is not, I don't like this. And so I kind of sat on that for a few days when we got home and I just, it really, really just bugged me that I had such a kind of a bad experience. And the fact that the experience just sat uneasy with me. So I was like, okay, I need to figure out a way how to, how how am I going to get through this? I'm going to continue to look online and I'm like, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to start, I'm going to start writing about it and hopefully I can find, you know, one person (laughs) on the internet that might read, that might read my blog and be able to provide me a little bit of help um, along the way. And so I started writing about my, just my experiences with shooting for the first time and then kind of going into a whole, I'm going to start getting some training and then I'm going to start kind of moving down that road. And as I wrote more about it, you know, it became sort of this journey of me becoming a fire owner. And then what was the next step after that? And for me, that was, okay, well, in order to defend myself, you know, outside of my home, I'm going to have to carry this firearm. And one of the things that I was really struggling with was just how am I going to fit a firearm into my lifestyle? And there was no way that I was going to kind of give up my style or my clothes in order to defend myself. And I felt very strongly that I would be able to find a way to fit being able to defend myself and being able to be self-reliant with my lifestyle. And I started writing about that and sharing that journey and like the tips and things that I've learned um, through that on Style Me Tactical. And that's sort of how I'm here today. Um, I've built a pretty big community of women that are through social media, through, you know, the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, where, you know, we've all been able to learn from each other, find each other, ask questions, and kind of just lean on each other. Because, you know, this community, what I found about this community is, once you get out there and you start telling people that you are, you know, a Second Amendment supporter that you do carry and that you do want to be able to defend yourself and your loved ones, other women will start telling you the same thing. Because a lot of us, I find, are quiet about being concealed carriers. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with just our our upbringing and the environment that we're in, depending on, you know, who our friends are and things like that. And nothing's wrong um, with kind of keeping that part of your life private. Um, but I think what's been so great about starting Style Me Tactical and having the podcast has been that I'm able to talk and find more and more women who are willing to also share their stories and their journeys, which I think is just, it's an amazing thing to, to meet and um, hear from, from these women. Yeah, I think community as a whole for concealed carriers, uh, there are some people that are very boisterous that are out there mm-hmm. in the community. But the majority of concealed carry holders are fairly quiet and they go about doing their mm-hmm. business uh, uh, without making making a big scene. Right. So, you know, when you see it on the news, different things along those lines, it's, uh, you know, that's the exception for the guy standing there on the on the steps of the city hall or something sure. else like that, screaming and screaming and yelling and carrying, you know, rifle or big signs around. Most of the people are pretty uh uh, under the radar screen. Yeah. Like, you know, that's part of concealed carry. You just don't want people to know. But at the same time, if something happens, you want to be able to go along and defend yourself. Right. I think that's one of the, you know, I know that we're, we're going to be talking or we're talking here about just, you know, women and concealed carry. But I think that's one of the things that is so 
important about being a woman is like what you just said. It's, you know, a lot of concealed carriers, they they fly under the radar. Nobody knows who they are, especially if they're not, you know, out there being, you know, a voice in their community. And to me, that is probably one of the greatest assets that I've learned through through my journey is that being a woman and and being a being a woman who concealed carries, that is something that people don't expect. You know, you see me and you see me out in my daily life. I, I wear what I wear and I'm caring. But if you were to look at, you know, most women, people aren't going to expect that they're going to be either carrying some type of self-defense tool on them. They just, it's not something that's in the forefront of their mind and you don't, you just not something that you expect because it's not something that's talked about. And I think that's one of our, our greatest assets is that it's unexpected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're walking down the street and you're in normal clothes, mm-hmm. you know, nothing, nothing goes along says technical and what I'm yeah. wearing and you're not wearing five eleven uh, pants or something along those lines that kind of screams technical is you're using your everyday dress and you've adapted it appropriately mm-hmm. for it because I'm pretty sure knowing you, um, you're carrying on body. You're not doing off body care. Yeah. Right? I'm always, I'm always on body carry. I, yeah. I haven't one, I, you know, I haven't found a, a bag that I like, but also it's not um, when I started learning about concealed carry, I just, and, and, and have gone through some of the trainings that I've had, like, having that access to the firearm on my body has been what I've gone, gone to. And I just don't, I'm not comfortable carrying off body. I haven't trained to carry off body. I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. It's you have to do what works for your lifestyle, but you also have to be able to, to train in the way that you carry. And for me, I am more comfortable having, having it on my body because I know that I can get to it. Yeah, it's a, it's a responsibility factor. Mm-hmm. And if you don't train with it, you don't know how to use it. It's no different than open carry, right. you know, open carry, but you haven't trained with it and don't realize the pros and the cons with it. Then you may not be aware of what you should be doing or what, or people watching you and different things like that. There's plenty of uh, videos out there showing, you know, bad things happening with open mm-hmm. carry. Um, you know, it's, it works for some people, but it only works, you know, if you're responsible, making sure you train it, train appropriately and, and exactly. make it part of your daily life, just like off body carry, you know, the majority of people, I think, you know, do concealed carry again, because they're trying to fly underneath the radar. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think it's, it's, you know, you know, if we mentioned it and I, I mentioned it too, it's, it's all about, I think for women, it's finding what's important and to them and how they're going to be able to fit their firearm into their lifestyle. Because, you know, the women who conceal carry, you know, where their moms, their wives, their daughter, you know, they have different activities going on in their daily lives all the time. They can be in at the gym in the morning and then having to go to, you know, some type of work meeting in the evening. So everyone's life um, requires something different. And, you know, what I have found is for women is that it's just really important to have patience in, in their journey and practice sort of what, is going to work for them because what works for me may not work for you. And that's, you know, one of the things that I think I hear a lot about is a lot of women will reach out and like, Oh, you know, they want recommendations for holsters and firearms and carry positions. And I have no problem sharing, you know, what I've learned and what works for me, but it, I always have to preface to them and just say, just because like I carry, you know, appendix inside the waistband is that's, that's what works. That's what I always carry. Doesn't mean that's going to be, 
comfortable for you or you're going to even like that. And so I think it's important for women to understand that and understand that there's a little bit of, of trial and error that goes along with that, that lifestyle. And especially like from a, I think from a firearms instructor, I know a lot of the firearms instructors that I've had have all been, they've all been um, men and they just don't understand the different types of needs that women have. Um, and you go into some of these concealed carry classes and they want to provide, you know, they have to, they have to be able to teach to sort of everyone that, that is in there. And there's, and it's kind of hard to, you know, be a one-on-one with every, everyone and say, okay, well, what is your lifestyle? What is it that you do? This is what I suggest. They kind of have to give a wide variety of options for the people that are going to be taking their classes. But I mm-hmm. think as more and more women enter, you know, the firearms industry and, and wanting to start carrying on body, I think it's important that, you know, firearms instructors start realizing that, you know, there are other options for women and that it's not just a one size fits all kind of take this holster, take this gun, this is where you're going to wear it. And that's the way it has to be. Because I think I've heard, you know, a lot through reading and just, you know, through social media that, you know, everyone has an opinion on how you should carry and where you should carry. And the one thing that, you know, I've learned is it's no one can tell you what works for you except you. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's where understanding the different options about it, because, you know, the days of going along and getting oh, you know, women a pink colored LCP <laughs> you know, 380 pistol right. are kind of behind us because now there's the bodyguard. There's the SIG uh, P365, mm-hmm. you know, even even the SIG P320 and the Glock 19. Right. With the proper uh, holster, with the proper setup. People can carry it very comfortably for it. Um, we had Spencer Keeper on, and he was talking about appendix carry. And with the right holster, you can carry a, a large frame, a Glock 34, which is even bigger than a Glock right. 17 uh, appendix. But you've got to have the right setup. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to go along and stick it in your in your belt and think you're going to walk around comfortably for an entire day. Right. It's just not going to happen. And even from a female perspective, if you're – going to the gym or you're running to a PTA meeting or you've got a you know work meeting, different things like that, you've got to be able to adapt to those different changes. And it might be a different size gun or it might be a different type of holster right. in a different place. Um, and, you, and instructors need to be able to go along and point them, point them to the proper resources, mm-hmm. I think. You know, I'll never be able to go along and show a woman like, here, this is how you should carry it. But I can go along and say, hey, here's, here's some things to consider about the gun you've got calibers the holster you have you know different options about where where you carry it and how you how you carry it type of thing we just talked about off body carry um you know one of those things hey if if off body works for you great but just make sure that you get trained with it mm-hmm. no different than if you're doing inside the waistband or you're doing outside the waistband or ankle or any any other place you've got to train with it because without the training it becomes a liability for you right exactly and i think that that's so important i think some people think that you can just once you get your what get your firearm get your holster you can you know strap that on and and be good to go but there's so many variables that go into that, you know, first being like getting your mindset, right. Cause you know, that there is a level of responsibility there, you know, for yourself and for the people around you that, you know, you're going to be carrying around. And I think, you know, people need to 
come to that realization, you know, ahead of time before even, you know, entering into, well, I'm going to start carrying on body or off body that they're, that they're ready for that responsibility. Well, that, and that's probably touches on one thing that covers any, everybody that, that carries and that is having the, having that attitude mm-hmm. you know, when you go along and having the proper mindset, because so much of mindset will a prevent the problem from becoming the be in the first place. Right. You see something that looks shady and it's like, no, nah, I'm not going that way Two, you know, when something starts happening, it's like, yeah, it's time to leave. You know, it's not my fight. So I'm going to, I'm going to get out of here, you know, and, or something does go on, you've got your, your mind about you, about making sure that you are doing things within the letter of law and not, you know, deciding to chase somebody down the street because they, <laughs> they stole your, you know, wallet, your purse, whatever, and end up getting charged because you chased them down and then shot them right. type of thing. You know, all those things uh, get you a lot of hot water very quickly for doing something that um, might feel good at the moment, mm-hmm. but could cost you years of your lives to say the least. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole it's a whole, it's a whole lifestyle shift, you know, just from, you know, the legal standpoint and how you live your life. It's just, you have to be ready to kind of, you have to be ready to go all into that lifestyle. And if you're not, then it's just don't even bother because if you're not ready to devote the the money um, in terms of like training and then just your time for training and reading and learning, then um, it's just, you're just, it's just a disservice to you. Yep. Do you have suggestions for our uh, instructors that are out there when it comes to um, things to consider for our students when it comes between casual dress and when you're in more of a formal dress type of thing where, you know, obviously women have more silk on, men have, men have you know, maybe a, a, a suit or a mm-hmm. tuxedo on, different things. You know, men have it easier, obviously, yeah. than women do. But suggestions along those lines, because I think that's one of those times when you're going to the fancy dinner to the right show or something else like that and you're like do i you know how do i carry this without it sticking out Mm -hmm. or you know people pointing to it as i'm sitting there right you know i i think i i say this a lot um on um, my site and when i'm on social media through through the podcast as well like it's about having options you know i have three or four well probably more than that now like four go-to holster options that I know that I have used over the course of my carry journey that work with different styles of my clothes. And I got to that point through trial and error and through taking the time of, you know, it sounds um, kind of childish, but you play, you have to, as a woman, you kind of have to play dress up in your own closet. You have to pull out your holsters, you pull out your, your firearm, uh, firearm unloaded, of course, and cleared. But you sit there and you in your mirror and you put on a couple of different, you know, go to outfits that you might wear and you try them on, wear them around your house, start figuring, seeing how, how it, seeing how that outfit is wearing with your firearm, like just doing the normal tasks around your house, sitting, standing, doing the dishes, going to the restroom, things like that. Because then you can start picking up on little things that, that may be um, getting in the way, whether it's printing or, you know, the blouse isn't laying right, something like that. And also, you know, as part of that playing dress up is doing, you know, practicing like dry drawing to make sure that you can clear your garments in order to get to your firearm. But, you know, one of the things, you know, when it comes to holster options, you know, I tend to wear a lot of denim in my like casual life. So, you know, denim is pretty easy. Jeans are easy. I typically stick with, you know, a 
either a Kydex holster or a hybrid Kydex holster. But when I have to shift to workwear um, or wearing, you know, thinner materials, silks, um, like slack, like black slacks for work, for instance, like those don't have that same rigid um, and toughness that like a denim or a thicker pant might have. So for those, I typically prefer a soft holster, like a belly band style holster. My preferred one is a, is the can-can concealment hip hugger. I love that holster. You can, you know, it's adjustable. You can wear it higher, you can wear it lower, but it keeps the, what I love about that is it keeps the firearm really snug to your body. You can wear your work pants or skirt with like your blouse and you don't have to worry about any kind of clips showing or, you know, having to wear a belt with that. So it makes it very, um, it's, it's concealed very well. So if you are going to some kind of function, you don't have to worry about any of, any of like those kind of signals that, you know, might give away if, you know, you're seeing like any kind of clip or like a thicker concealed carry belt, but I prefer that type of soft holster for wearing the thinner fabrics. And then when I'm going to, my thicker go-to jeans and I'm, then I just go with the standard, you know, holster and belt. Yeah. Well, I got one other question for you. You, you touched, we touched on a little bit and talking casual versus dress. Uh, what about when it comes between winter and summer, you know, summer, obviously we're lighter clothes, uh, less clothes mm-hmm. and winter we're on in a lot heavier clothes. You know, you could, you know, wear denim, uh, blue jeans all winter long type of thing, but it might be in, in uh, denim shorts for the summer. Um, you know, what are your suggestions when it, when it comes to, you know, styling uh, for the, for the seasons? You know, there, there are definitely some ways that, that you can make both work. I hear, I hear a lot. And I think, you know, I think in general, men or women think that when it comes to, to summer, there's going to be this miraculous way that you're going to be able to carry and not sweat. Um, but sadly, <laughs> that is not the case, especially if you live somewhere like hot and humid. I live in D.C., so it's very humid in, in the summer. And I know that if I'm going to carry, yes, it's going to be it's I'm going to sweat. And around my waist area, it's going to probably it's going to sweat more than the rest of my body. And it's something that I accept. But, you know, one of the ways, especially in, in the heat in the summer that I get around that is I will stick to looser and more breathable fabrics like linen is really great, especially and then cotton, things like that are those types of fabrics that you can that are so breathable will keep you cool, will help kind of I feel for me personally, like it keeps while it may not keep like my exact like midsection where I'm carrying, you know, super cool and not sweating, it'll keep the rest of my body cool, which that entails just kind of lowers that factor of like feeling like you're like overly heated or sweating. Um, there's just, it's not anything you can do to get like away from that. Um, I still do even in the summertime with, um, with, uh, like thinner shorts or like in the summertime for women, a lot of the shorts are elastic waist. And so I still, I still will use my, um, can, can hip hugger, like, yes, it's another layer of clothing. Yes, it does get sweaty, but um, it allows me to wear thinner fabrics and I can wear a tank top and I can wear cute, thinner shorts, but still be able to carry. And then in the wintertime, you know, I think it's it's obviously so much easier because you can just wear your thicker clothes. Um, but typically one of the things I, I like to keep in mind, like in the wintertime, especially if I'm carrying is... I no longer like zip my coats anymore because I can't, if I zip my, 
big coats in the winter, then I can't get to I can't get to my firearm. It's a whole other mm-hmm. obstacle. But it's not. Are these like three quarter full length coats? Um, my I have one that is that is probably like down okay. to like the middle of my thigh, but the rest of them are probably hip. Um, they go down to like my hip length. So those ones I just leave open and I just wear longer sleeves and thicker, thicker sweaters now. But luckily I, I try not to be, you know, out in the cold for long periods of time. That's a good suggestion. <laughs> but I know like some places you can, I know like, you know, if you're, if you're in Wisconsin and you've got what, 10 inches of snow and you've got to be out there shoveling the snow, that's going to be a, a little bit difficult, but I know that, you know, for like some people I know that when they have to wear like their thick parka jackets, they carry outside the waistband. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's where having holster options mm-hmm. come in uh, really important. So here's a, here's a touchy one. That's always uh, tough. And uh, I asked my wife about this and she just shook her head. Oh. <laughs> but what's, what's your suggestion between the pencil thin body types versus the full figure body types in terms of, Carrying, carrying or yeah <laughs> i think both can carry it's just mm-hmm. each body type needs to find what works for them i know that you know there there are some um there definitely different holster options there's so many more holster options out there now for women which is i think is so great you know you've got tank tops you've got like i said like the belly band you've got the leggings now you've got some actual i want to say like like the like, like the similar to the belly band, but more corset style holsters, and then you have some of the um, bra style holsters. So there are definitely options for women to look at. But between like different sizes and women, I mean, it's it's to each his own and what's comfortable for for each woman and their body type. Because some can't can't carry you know strong side, some can't carry you know appendix. It's just it depends on what works for you and and what is comfortable to you. Mm-hmm. And when I say well, comfortable, I guess, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. When I say comfortable, and this is what I always like to try to preface, is like, it's not going to ever be 100% comfortable. Like, I know when I'm carrying, it's there. And I'm never just like, oh, this is so comfortable. I'm just so relaxed. Like, it's there. Some days, it really annoys me. But I just have to suck it up because what's my alternative not carrying anything and so you just have to it's it's you know carrying is supposed to bring you comfort it's not going to be 100% comfortable I think that's something that that people and especially women need to understand mm-hmm. well the qu- question I had because you know so far we've talked about you know carrying a firearm and I was just looking at your website and you got some alternative devices too for like mo- non-permissive environments mm-hmm. which as we're talking you know, going different places, you know, whether that's to a, a public theater or to a business function, it may not be the place you might want to bring your, your Glock or your SIG right. you know, MMP to. And you've got some interesting uh, devices on your website for, uh, for, for the person who's concerned, but still wants to have, have, have options. Right. And I, you know, I strongly believe in, you know, I want women to think about how they're going to take responsibility for their own safety and for, you know, some women, a firearm is out of the question, and that's not for me to judge, but at the same time, okay, so if you're not going to carry a firearm, then how are you going to defend yourself if something were to happen? And so I want to make sure that I'm sharing 
different type of less lethal tools that women can use. And so one of my go-tos, I live in downtown DC and I can't carry everywhere. Um, there are rules where I can and can't carry. And so the times that I can't carry firearm, my next go-to go tool that I use is a taser. Um, it's shaped, the taser pulse is, is shaped like a firearm. It's got, the, it, you know, I carry it just like I do my Glock 43. I use a different style holster for that one, but it's still, I carry it appendix in the waistband, but that's another, that's one of the options that I like. Another one that I really like are, you know, the Kimber Pepper Blaster, some type of OC spray mace is, is another great option that women can use. It's just about, you know, having some type of tool on you. And then, of course, going along with that is just like with a firearm, whatever tool you're going to carry, make sure that you, one, know how to use it and that you're training using it. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And that's where uh, we've had Taser on the podcast before talking about their yeah. instructor program. Yeah. And, you know, that's where you can train people and make sure they know how to properly use it because uh, they can be very effective mm-hmm. devices. And uh, we went, went along during the podcast and found out, I didn't realize this, I asked it just on a whim, that you can use a Taser on an animal too. Oh, yeah, you know, I have seen that. Got, yeah. If, you, if you've got a dog or you've got a, um, you know, we talked about bears yeah. on the podcast, you know, depending upon where you're at, you might, you might actually want to want to do that mm-hmm. and be able to use it to deter even a wild animal from uh, attacking you, uh, hopefully. So, right. I mean, I know a lot of women, options. you know, go out on their walks and don't have any kind of um, firearm or any kind of tool. So, you know, getting, starting with something, you know, I always, I always carry a flashlight too. And, you know, I think that's a, a great, um, sort of beginner tool, so to speak, to kind of start getting you into that, you know, that mindset of having something, carrying something on you that you, that you can use. Cause like, mm-hmm. you know, the thing with, the, with women and what I've learned is that, you know, and, and really what I'm passionate about is if, if I can get you to start having that conversation with yourself, asking yourself the question, like, what would I do if, then maybe that'll lead you to start with some pepper spray. And then maybe as you start thinking about it and you start kind of embracing, you know, being self-reliant, you'll say, okay, well, what happens when pepper spray is not enough? Okay, well, maybe a taser. Okay, great. But then what if the threat is greater than that? What if it's something, you know, more extreme than what's next? Then obviously at the end of the day, it most likely will be a firearm. So, you know, I'm not, I don't want, I would never force anyone to get a firearm, but I just want you to start getting your head into that, into that mindset of personal safety. And however, and however uh, way that looks for you in your lifestyle, if it's pepper spray or if it's a firearm, then I'm just happy that you are um, entertaining the idea and wanting to take responsibility for your safety. Yep. A lot of it becomes the responsibility because uh, as most of us know from a concealed carry perspective, if, um, if you pick up the phone, call 911 mm-hmm. in a good area, you've got several minutes. Right. And that's after the person's at your house, maybe attacked you, maybe not, right. uh, because there's a difference between your phone call, you know, two to three minutes from a phone call, and all of a sudden realizing, you know, two or three minutes after they've, they've broken your house and you've gotten your phone and you've called them, it could elapse time could be maybe 10 minutes total, mm-hmm. and it could be worse in rural areas, and having a plan for what would you do. And exactly. it could be simple to where, you know, just go to a safe room and lock yourself there using flashlights, using tasers, or if you go along and, and want to be serious about it, you know, go and get, get the training that's necessary for, 
to carry a, a firearm responsibly. Mm. Yeah, of course. I think, you know, it's embracing that reality of that. It, it's up to you. You have to be, you have to be the one that's going to be responsible. You have to be the one um, taking, taking the necessary steps because you can't rely on anyone else but yourself. Definitely. You know, the police will come, they'll, they'll clean things up, but you know, you're the one that's going to have to live with whatever happens until the police get there. Mm -hmm. so, well, Emily, we really appreciate your time on the podcast today. Oh, Gave thank us, you so I think, much. A I had a great to time. Think about. Now here's a question. I forgot to tell you this on the pre-show pre oh, sure. that we're going to hit you with, but are you reading any interesting books oh, right now? Um, I am reading. Started this at the beginning of the year with Dave Spaulding and been kind of carrying on and, you know, because everybody's reading something a little bit different between motivational books to firearm books to, uh, you know, how to be, be a better speaker. Those are all very good topics of books. I have a ton of books that I have a stack of that I'm, trying to read through, but the two that I'm actually, one I'm reading right now is Nikki Haley, um, her book with all due respect. I'm about to finish that one. And then the other book um, that I have previously read, but I always like to go back to read because I think it helps just kind of with the mindset is gift of fear. And I can't remember who writes that off the top of my head, but that's, that is, uh, Gavin yes, yes. Yep. Um, that one's always a good one. Um, I like reading. I like rereading those books because I feel like it, it, it never hurts to have those reminders of, of different situations and having those, those tips. But those I'll, I'll tell you what, the gift of fear, that first chapter where he goes along, talks about, you know, that young girl, Oh yeah. that, that get, I mean, I'm a guy, you know, and it gave me chills mm -hmm. to think about, you know, like, you know, understand what's happening, you know, right. look, do something, run, don't, you know, it's, it, I was reading a book and I'm sitting there thinking about it as if I'm watching a movie, like, don't do that. Oh yeah. Don't, you know, don't do that. Don't do that. And, and then, you know, he kind of, it's a great setup for the rest of the book and mm -hmm. that you start realizing how we've got this, this normalcy bias. Right. Like, ah, he couldn't really be, you know, a really bad guy. Exactly. No, this isn't going to go any further. This isn't. And all of a sudden, you you know, you find out that he's some mass murderer that happened to be in your building for so long. I know. Like, that's it. that's the stuff it's, that. That scares the heck out of you. And, and then you I start think, looking at your neighbors even. Right. And I think that's why it's important to, like, I, I like having that reminder. Just, like, it's you, you just need to have that information. And, like, when I was reading it the first time, um, I think I was like on vacation with my husband and I think like I couldn't get through a page without being like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that she didn't know. And then what if we're in this situation? What? It's just, it's, it's a great, it's a great read that I highly recommend. Yeah. I've, uh, I've given that to my daughter to read. Also, yeah. It's just, so. I think it's a great just book to kind of bring awareness to, to um, sort of what, I think everyone in our, in our industry is about, and it's, you know, being able to um, be responsible for your own safety. Most definitely. Well, where can people find more information about you and Style Me Tactical? Sure. So you can head on over to my site, um, stylemetactical.com. I've got lots of great information on there. I've got um, a lot of concealed carry tips and um, outfit inspiration for you ladies who are looking for some, outfit ideas. I have a lot of tips regarding personal safety and how you can kind of start embracing that mindset. And then I share, of course, like some of the other girly things that I like makeup and beauty, all those things that, you know, any um, self-reliant girl loves. And you can also find me on um, social media at 
family tactical that's across all uh instagram twitter facebook all of that and then um i also host a podcast with uh, amy robbins also on the concealed carry network called not your average gun girls we're currently on a little bit of a break right now but um there's a lot of great episodes we've had a lot of great guests and we share a lot of information for um for anyone, not just um, women who are interested in, in firearms. One of the things I like about your podcast, I'll just put a, a plug in here for it, is I can listen to it, get some ideas from the female side of things, mm-hmm. but also something where I can go along and tell other females, hey, you should listen to this podcast because they talk about caring, they talk about training, they talk about these different topics because coming from a guy, it doesn't always come across the same way for you know sure. it's, it's just the way things are yeah but if i can go along and point you to a resource where like hey i heard them you know talking to uh, i forget some of your guests that you've had on but they were talking to and they were saying just what you were saying well guess what that gives me credibility at the same time it reinforces to them that you know it is the proper way of doing mm-hmm. something no and we appreciate it. yeah that's what we want we want to be a resource for for women and and everyone out there so i so yeah. You know, we're just we're just um, lucky that, you know, people listen and that there are more women that are willing to to embrace this lifestyle. It's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a lifestyle change and hopefully more women will embrace it mm-hmm. and hopefully it will. Uh, it'll continue growing. Yeah, for sure. So that's good. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. We have a few requests. Visit our sponsor. Firearm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage. Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off on checkout. Share this podcast on your social media. Let your friends, relatives, and family know about our podcast. We appreciate you and we appreciate every time you share us. If you have ideas, questions, feedback, email us at FTP at Concealed Carry. Com. Remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Get out there and get that special woman involved in the shooting sports and stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.